0: I'd like to say good evening to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton. I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of His eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Yule and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the heavenly father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua it has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5, that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet they will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. yahweh is pure spirit and in this state he is incomprehensible and inscrutable he is the ultimate source substance limits and bounds of everything we have yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud yahweh is not a cloud he merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape or form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim this is the word or son a superincorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man but without flesh and blood this form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation later on this selfsame spirit manifested himself in a physical body, and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So, the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses, atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the Institute are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as He really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the New Earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is Speak the Truth. At this time, we would like to have the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Zamar Gregory, followed by scripture, which will be 2 Timothy, the second chapter, read by Dr. Alexis Hamilton. Can we all bow our hearts and minds? I want to thank yashua and Messiah for allowing us once again to uh, come together and um, feed on the, the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that he uh, has presented for three speakers that are going to come and testify. Uh, may he allow us to continue to come together and for us to convene as brethren and to be able to continue to learn of his glory and purpose. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, and that was Second Timothy, Timothy, the second chapter, right? Correct. Okay. That Second Timothy, the second chapter. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Yahshua the Messiah, and the things that thou thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Sorry, let me do that over. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit you to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahshua, the Messiah. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strives for masteries, yet is he not crowned unless he strives lawfully. The husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and Yahweh shall give you understanding in all things. Remember that Yahshua the Messiah of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. When I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but, but the word of Yahweh is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in the, which is in the Messiah with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we are dead with him, we shall also live with, live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he remains faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before Yahweh, and that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto Yahweh, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as does a canker of whom is Hymethonis and Philetus. Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the foundation of Yahweh stands sure, having this seal, having this seal, Yahweh knows them that are his, and let everyone that na- that names the name of the Messiah depart from iniquity but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purges himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and useful for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, with them that call Yahweh out of your heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do engender strifes. And the servant of Yahweh must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if Yahweh perhaps will give them repentance to, to the acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. And that was 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Gregory, for the prayer and Dr. Hamilton for scripture. We want to once again say welcome out to all of our brethren. We want to acknowledge one of our visiting brethren visiting with us from Colleen, Texas, Dr. Dorian White. And we also have Derek Agan, Sasha Rikmanovic, Dr. Tr- Dr. Dye, I see he's on from Muskegon. I got it right this time, Dr. Dai. We will acknowledge you and we do thank you for joining us as always. And we wanna once again remind everyone to please keep your microphones muted and your video turned off. And our first speaker of the evening, we're happy to call on from our Hill, Michigan branch, Dr. William Walker. Dr. Walker. You had to do star six, Dr. Walker, if you're trying to come off mute. There you
3: go. Can you hear me? I sure
0: can.
3: Oh, I'd like to say good evening to uh, everyone. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And I certainly hope that uh, at the end of this uh, foray, we will all be more deeply rooted in our belief of Yahshua the Messiah. We ask him to uh, be with us and to make us understand and to show us his purpose, pattern, and plan. I'd just like to uh, go through a couple of things uh, very, very briefly. I won't be long. I'm still amazed at the uh, uh, number of first-time visitors and returning visitors that that Yahweh is is drawing in. And uh, it's something that uh, all of us can relate to, you see. What I mean by that is, uh, I dare say, uh, we all will remember our initial visit to this great learning and teaching, uh, I don't care how old you get or how battle ridden you can be as it relates to uh, ripping and running here and there and preaching and teaching as we all want to, uh, you still can remember, most of us can still remember that very first time that we came into the school. I like to look at the example of uh, my family. Uh, It just so happened about uh, four years than I would like to admit, (laughs) probably about 30, 40 years ago, uh, I found myself in the hospital and my sister came around that morning at probably about two o'clock. And we had a very brief meeting and uh, she asked me if there's anything that she could do for me. And I I believe I told her that it's not for me, but get everybody together tomorrow and go to class. And so uh, she said she would do that. And she did keep her, her word And she said to me, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, as a courtesy, she would go to class with me occasionally, uh, more or less to, uh, to please me in one shape, form or another, and perhaps for some later benefit on her part. And she never really paid a lot of attention. I'm, I'm, I'm she's, she's passed now, but I'm just repeating what she later said. She never really paid a lot of attention about uh, what was being said. And uh, more than anything, she looked at the charts as being just poor art, you see. But upon her entrance into the class place there in Springfield, Ohio, she said that all of a sudden, the true meaning of most, if not all the charts that were listed and shown, the true meaning of each she understood and the the opening came to her uh, when she just really didn't expect it all of a sudden she saw how Moses came out of uh Egypt and went back down into Egypt, and why he went back down to Egypt. She understood that Joshua the Messiah was a supreme sacrifice, and that uh, through the love of our eternal Father Yahweh, uh, he was the Redeemer for all of mankind, you see. That may not mean a lot to you, but uh, I, I, I hold that that close to my heart close to my heart it it really shows more than anything that uh a if you want to know yahweh will give it to you when he gets ready you see it's not that you prepare uh, yourself for anything you see and i i i I could say anything to uh, some of our visitors. I would say, just sit back and relax and watch Yahweh do His thing. You see, if He intends for you to see, to know, and to understand, and I'll guarantee you, you will see, you will know, and you will understand. After all, uh, get for me John fifteen sixteen, please.
0: As John, fifteen, and oops, I was just there. Fifteen and sixteen. Ye have not chosen me, but I have Listen. chosen you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: How important is that? How important is that? You see, if you've been a dirty dog all your life and you decide to clean yourself up and start going to church every Sunday, it doesn't mean a thing. You see. If Yahweh intends for you to mend your ways, whether you're in class, out of class, in church, out of church, or on the street corner, then that's exactly what is going to happen. Don't ever stick your chest out and think that you did this, and you did that, and you're good enough to be saved, and you're good enough to have come to class and to learn about your Creator. Don't ever give yourself any credit for that. According to uh, second chapter of Philippians, you see, Yahweh has placed it in each and every one of us to carry out his will, you see. If you really believe that, let me ask you something. If you believe that, can his purpose and plan fail in any way, shape or form? No, (laughs) if you think about it. Uh, Turn over and read, uh, if you will, uh, Revelation 17, 17, very quickly. Mm
0: -hmm. That's Revelation 17 and 17. For Yahweh hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, and to the words of Yahweh shall be fulfilled. You know, I've been
3: looking at that uh, passage for, oh, I don't know, a couple months. Uh, but it never really meant a lot to me until I read, uh, oh, several uh, verses above it and several verses below it to really understand and to see that Yahweh is controlled. Now, now these boys were all re- representing uh, kings, kings of the earth, you see. and. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, they they represented that which is uh, satanic. But he placed in the hearts and minds of those that had the satanic spirit in them to do this and do that. In this case, give their kingdom to the beast, you see. Now, if anything, that shows that he certainly has control of the righteous and also the unrighteous, you see. And we all just carry out his dictates, you see. And the sooner we really and truly understand that, the more we can see the power and the glory that is within our creator, you see. Uh, I'm gonna leave you uh, with, with just this one thing. Uh, turn over to uh, Romans 1, 19 and 20, please. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh has showed it unto them.
3: Stop. The invi-
0: mm-hmm.
3: stop, stop. right there. Who who showed who showed who showed them about Yahweh?
0: Yahweh did.
3: Yahweh did. Mm-hmm. If you look at, it, it, I was puzzled for years to see that some people could see readily see. Uh, the wise and uh, the limbs of the trees and what they pointed to, you, you see, and some people couldn't. All I see is a uh, uh, tree. I expect a tree to grow, you, you see. Well, uh, they there are those that sing a little different song uh, a couple of years later, you, you, you see. But it takes Yahweh uh, to reveal even the most minute element of his creation of his existence it takes him to do it you are not smart enough you see and always remember this we shall be learning in ages to come you know what that means Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that means that there's a lot for him still to reveal to us that we will never know about while we're in this flesh You understand? And I never really understood or or realized the scope of of that particular fact until I read a a transcript some time ago uh, of one of Dr. Kenley's, uh, I guess you would say uh, one of his sermons, you see. Uh, and he said this, uh, he said, they don't know how many stars there are out there. But I'll tell you this, there's one third less now than there was before the angels got kicked out. You see, then you read over there in, in uh, Psalms, I think uh, one forty, 140, one forty-two, 142 or something like that. Uh, where uh, he, he not only has, has made the stars, he has named each one of them. Do you realize how many stars there are in the heavens, you see? Scientists will, will tell you that they can pretty well uh, show you, in factually, that there are about 200 billion stars in this galaxy, in the Milky Way. And on top of that, there are billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies. And we may not realize it, but we're sailing through space at 25,000 miles an hour. You you, you see what I'm saying? I tell you, this is an awesome Elohim that we serve and we're learning about, you see. And, And we can understand and believe that he is certainly as mighty as we think he is you see we will never really understand his scope and his might and his substance in this age so i say welcome to you if you if you ever feel yourself becoming impatient stay the course you'll be happy you did you see now that's true for the Relatively new people for our visitors and friends, you see? And that's true for us old cooters that have been around for 30, 40, 50 years, you see? We all must learn to be patient. And the scriptures tell us, see, wait on Yahweh, you see? It doesn't say wait till you get ready you want to do something about it get up off your duff and do something about it it says wait on Yahweh so let's be obedient let's wait on Yahweh you want this you want that you want changes you see or you want to see changes in other people's lives maybe your own life you see wait on Yahweh you see he's made the decision that there will be a change you see and, and and let me tell you what, if there's no change, that may be best. That may be best. You may not be able to see it now, but you look back a year from now, and you can see that, in fact, that wasn't a curse, that you didn't get this or get that, you see. It was a blessing, you see. Yahweh does not err, you see. And above all things, ask him for that patience which we all need in these last days. Right. Uh, Matthew twenty four twenty one. Things are are bad. Things are not good. But it says it will be so bad that you can honestly say that it's the worst it has been since the inception of the world. You see, you're going to see things happen that have never happened before in nature and in mankind, you see. And you turn on your television and you may hear it today, you may hear it tomorrow, but you will hear it. Be patient and wait on Yahweh. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you
0: very much, Dr. Walker. And we're happy to call for our next speaker also from our self of class, Dr. April Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Good evening, class.
3: Good
1: evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I really joy, enjoyed the first speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always um, good to um, hear from our brethren and um, it's just refreshing, you know, Um, I do want to say that I am happy that Yahweh has allowed me to uh, be able to be on Zoom tonight and um, to uh, focus, you know, with so much going on right now. But like the first speaker said, if you ask Yahweh, if you ask him for it, and if it's in his will, he will do it. And if you need patience, if you need to focus, if you need, ask Yahweh. He's the only one that can do it, you know? So it's always refreshing for those things to be confirmed, you know? We know that the only speaker is Yahweh. The only speaker, he already said the speaker, is the Yahshua, the Messiah. And he will bring everything, you know, to our remembrance, and he is the comforter. Um, and it's just, you know, this is always good to hear this gospel being preached and to um, share the things that we have learned, you know, and that's what hopefully I can do tonight, just to share a few things that I've learned um, about Yahweh, um, you know, about being in attendance. Um, but this is a school and it's not a church. And the founder of this school, he had a vision, a divine vision and a divine revelation from Yahweh. And he said to make him proven until we're satisfied. Now the first aim of the school, because all schools and institutes, they have aims and objectives and goals. It's a goal that we're trying to, to reach, you know, go to school the goal is to graduate and to get a a degree or a certificate so you can move on and we know that we will never graduate from this school (laughs) because we will be learning in ages to come so we we, you know we we study and we come to class and you know we um you know these attend these uh zoom classes and there will be a reward, Yahshua said. Those that diligently seek Me, it's a reward for those that do that, mm-hmm. and we have to really, really believe that and trust in Yahshua. Um, so let's get the first aim, and can you mm-hmm.
0: pull it up on the screen? I sure, can. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim as he really is and actually exists.
1: Okay, so now in order to help somebody else find and know Yahweh, we have to know him ourselves. <laughs> that's right. And that's, the, that's one of the object- objectives of the school is the first one is to help you find and know Yahweh. Yahweh is the name of the creator, our Elohim. His divine title, that's his divine title. The world calls God. And we come down here, you see the chart, the name chart, Yahweh. He's the father. And you have Elohim as the word or son. That's his divine title that he gave himself. And then Yahshua, that's the name of the Holy Spirit. It's still Yahweh though. So the first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. And in order for those things to penetrate or to stick with you, you must have an open heart and mind when you hear this gospel being preached. The things that you have previously learned and heard about God has not been true. They call him God. They call him the Lord. So those things, you you must just just put them to the side for a second, because once you learn about Yahweh as he really is and actually exists, they're going to stay to the side. (laughs) They they won't enter anymore, but you have to be patient. I remember, you know, coming into class about nine or 10 years ago and um, just wanting to know so much at, at one time, but like these physical schools that we go to. You don't learn, you go to kindergarten first. You're not learning everything in kindergarten. Kindergarten, then first grade, then second grade, and then so on, and that's the same thing. Um, When we learn about, we come to class and we learn about Yahweh. So as he really is and actually exists, his name is Yahweh. Now that's a fact that the creator of the world, name is Yahweh. And if you look up the tetragrammaton, you see that it's Y-H-W-H, okay? So in order for us to pronounce Yahweh's name, we have to have viol- vowels, because we need vowels to pronounce to, to pronounce words. So the, the first man, Adam, you see the only vowel in his name is an A, and that A has been put between the Y and the H for Yah. And then the fir- only vowel and Eve's name, the second. So the first man, Adam, Vowel and his name is an A. And then the woman, the woman came from Adam. The vowel and her name is E. So you see between the W and the H is the E right there. And that, that, that pronounces Yahweh. Now that's how he really is, you know? And, and sometimes we talk to people and everything and they think that we're saying the same thing. Well, you're saying Lord, and I'm saying Yahweh. That's, that's different, that's, that's not the same thing. So once you come down here, these things that you're gonna hear this all the time, Yahweh, Elohim and Yahshua, it's the introduction. So once you get that initial introduction, on anybody really then over time you get to learn about how they are you know you have to at least know their name you know you have to have a proper introduction and that's exactly what Yahweh has did with all of us you know he just come here sit down my name is Yahweh it's not it's not the Lord it's not Allah it's not Buddha but those things that we have learned Will soon just be eradicated and um extirpated. It's just completely pulled okay. up from the root. It will be completely um, taken away from our minds once Yahweh has revealed himself to the man. And that's what has happened. So let's go back to the, the aims and objectives, because I want to grab some of those scriptures. Um, so the first aim to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists so let's get um Felicia come down on the screen for me I think that's Matthew um yeah so let's
0: get Matthew 24
1: and 4 um please
0: that's Matthew 24 and 4 okay and and Yahshua answered and said unto them Take heed that no man deceive you
1: See now, take heed that no man deceive you. Mm-hmm. See, God, I'm gonna keep saying this again is to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as He really is, mm-hmm. not not how you want Him to be. You know, it's not how you want Him to be. So you have to take heed that no man deceive you. See, you can't you can't get me no more with the, the Creator name is the Lord. That you can't do that no more. You know. Learning about Yahweh as he really is and actually exists causes you to not be deceived. Yahweh is speaking and he's saying that that's why we come to school. We want to hear what thus saith Yahweh. He is the teacher. So that first, the first scriptures um, and Yahshua answered and said unto him, take heed that no man deceive you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just cut and dry right there. That's why, you know, giving honor and praise to the man in this world, it's a no-no. I think last week, one of the speakers was talking about how the carnal mind is at enmity with Yahweh. Mm. It's just it's just that enmity, all this carnal and physical things is that enmity with Yahweh. And I think in the scripture lesson talked about how, um, you know, being in this world and all of this stuff in this world, you know see we're in the world but we're not of it this is a spiritual operation you already know that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom so this is spiritual spiritual we're in a spiritual age so let's go over to the next um mm-hmm. scripture please
0: that's matthew 11 and 27 okay and turning to his disciples he said all things are delivered unto me of my Father." And no man knoweth the son, but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father, save the son. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. See now, wow, that's
1: that's a big one right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, Yahshua always gave honor to the father. And that's Yahweh. So we must have we must understand that too, you know. Yahweh, wow, it's just um, sometimes it's just no words. (laughs) It's just no words sometimes what he has done. You know, we come in here and we learn. We got to remember what the first aim is, how he really is and actually exists. Now we have learned that Yahweh, he is the Father. He And he took on a shape and form. Let's get the uh, Moses chart, please. Mm -hmm. Now, Yahweh, you see, he's pure spirit. Mm -hmm. And you see up in that cloud right there, Yahweh is spirit. And we can't understand spirit. We can't discern spirit. So he took on a shape and a form as Elohim. Now, this form is seen in divine visions. And understood in divine revelations. That's the word or son. Let's um, just, just hold that. Let's get John one and one because we're learning about Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. That's
3: right.
1: And we learn that he is a unity. He's not a trinity, as the world teaches. And we're not ragging on the world. We love our family. We love our friends. We was once there. So when we talk about these things, excuse me, we're not, you know, talking about these people because we, you know, Dr. Kenley said we have to be patient with them. And the previous speaker said that Mm -hmm. we have to be patient because we was once there thinking whatever we thought See, now we come down here and we learn about Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. Now, he took on a shape and form as the word or son, as Elohim. It's still Mm -hmm. Yahweh, though. It's a commercial that came on earlier. And the lady said, I wear many hats. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a wife. And, you know, I automatically, ooh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See? You wear many hats, but he's still that one Yahweh. So let's get John 1 and 1, please. Mm -hmm.
0: That's John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with Yahweh. And the word was Yahweh. So now in the beginning
1: was the word. I just told Mm -hmm. you that the word is Elohim. That's the word or son is still Yahweh. But our whole lives, we was taught that the word was this Bible. So now insert Bible where you see word at, and let's see if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So we come down here, we give you facts, and we can prove everything that we say. We're just not talking, see, because something can be said down here for the saving of the person's soul. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So insert insert that. Let's just just take a minute and do that for a second, please.
0: John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Bible and the Bible was Yahweh, and the, excuse me, it's hard to know. do. In Y'all the know. beginning <laughs> was the Bible, and the Bible was with Yahweh, and the Bible was Yahweh. Now that makes no sense at all. Now this Bible
1: wasn't in the beginning. See, we come down here, and we learn how, how Yahweh really is, and actually exists. I think I've said that five times now. See, now, The word is Elohim. He's seen in divine visions and revelations. So when you go back in the law and the prophets and you say, you see, and the word came on to me and the word came on to me, they're talking about Elohim. Now, he's not a flesh and blood body. Now, he was in the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. Now, that's what those prophets are talking about. The word came on to me, not talking about this Bible So if we just sat down and just thought about some of these things that we have been taught, what what has happened is that this vision clears it all up. It clears it up and and, uh, somebody told me they, they read the Bible, I think the New Living Translation or the New Word Translation and they understand this Bible. And I said, well, to myself, you can't understand this Bible with a carnal mind. It's impossible. So what has happened is Yahshua has called us down, and He has revealed Himself to us. And the vision that Dr. Kinley had—that—that that, you have to have a vision as well, and it has to it, like Dr. Kinley said, if I didn't say the same thing as as, as Moses and and John, I'm a liar. Right. He said he has to say it. They have to agree. You know, so the vision just clears up the version of the Bible. It, it, that, that's just what happened. So finish John uh, one and one, please. Just keep going, please. Okay.
0: okay. A second verse. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All
1: right. So we said in the beginning was the mm-hmm. word and the word mm-hmm. was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. It sounds like mm-hmm. a unity to me. Mm-hmm. Go down to um, 14,
0: please. Mm-hmm. Fourteenth verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us see stop right did. there mm-hmm. because see remember i was talking about
1: how the world has caused us to believe that the word of the bible is the word so now in mm-hmm. the bible was made flesh mm-hmm. see is some things that we just have to sit back and think about because that makes no sense so we're coming down here and we're learning about the creator of heaven and earth as he really is and actually exists and it's not nothing that we've done he has, the first speaker just laid a great foundation. He picked up John 15 and 16. And it says this for you, have, you have, I've chosen you. You ain't chose me. You haven't chose me because I chose you because you will still be, I'll be out there in that church. He chose you and he just snatched you out of the world and it's caused you to understand something about him. We will still be out in the world if he hadn't chosen us. I speak for myself. I would, I would still be out in the world. So this is a, this is a, um, a spiritual and a psychological operation that's taking place with you and Yahweh. You know, we learned that every tub must sit on its own bottom because you are responsible for the things that you know. Now, if you don't know, you just don't know. But once we share these things, with people it's like you know like noah and the flood and the ark you know it's gonna rain it's gonna rain and the only ark of safety is yashua the messiah that's the right. only he's our only hope and glory there's nothing else let's get over there and um that's good In john that in that 14th mm-hmm. verse and the word was made flesh and that's yashua the right. messiah that's right see now these three are one you see down there pure spirit one that's yahweh and then you see two that's elohim superincorporeal form he's manifested in visions to moses john and the prophets and then also seen that transfigured by peter james and john mm-hmm. that's two and then you see three that's Yahshua the messiah he was made flesh it's the same same yahweh So now if you can count to three, you can understand something about Yahweh. Mm -hmm. You can look at your finger and you see the top, the tip of your finger, the middle portion of your finger and the bottom part. See, these three are one. You got that one finger. And he put these things in the earth plane so you don't have an excuse.
0: Right.
1: You can't say you didn't know after somebody has told you. You know, people don't believe in the Bible. Okay, well, do you believe in your body? <laughs> we can prove the existence from your body. We can prove the existence of Yahweh from the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. That's why it's just like, I'm like, wow, how do you hear this gospel and go back to church? It's, it's and and we all have to ask Joshua to just keep us.
0: yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Keep us, you know? So let's get um, Isaiah. Um, I think i want Isaiah. Whom shall he teach knowledge? I think that's 28, um, 28 and nine, please. Oops.
0: Isaiah, 28 and nine, yep. Whom Ooh. shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk And drawn from the breast for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little there a little okay okay
1: read 11 please i'm sorry Uh
0: uh-huh that's okay for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people
1: okay so now let's get the yeah (laughs) thank you. Mm -hmm. It was a point in time where I remember my my brother-in-law, he he goes over this chart a lot. And a few years ago, I was like, wow, how does he do that? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, we got to, we got to take the physical man out of our head. You know, Yashua is the teacher. He's the speaker, you know, and it's always just amazed me. Like, how does he do that? And you know Mm -hmm. what I did? I asked Yashua, I said, Yashua, I want to learn these charts. I want to learn your purpose. I want to learn something about you. And do you know he will show you, the previous speaker already told you, if you ask him here to hear, look, he wants you to know about him. He loves you. Mm -hmm. He wants you to know about him. So it said, whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Right. Is nothing that a man could do for you. This is a look, Yahweh has He has controlled everything from the He has declared the end from the beginning. So He is teaching you knowledge and He is making you understand His doctrine. See them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the bread. Let's look up the word precept for me. So it says, For precept must be upon precept. so he's telling us how he wants us to learn about him you can't just do whatever you want to do learn about yahweh Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know i mean let's Mm -hmm. just let's just be for real with this now let's look up the word precept please Mm -hmm.
0: precept and that's from dictionary.com okay a commandment or direction given as a rule of action or conduct a procedural directive or rule as for the performance of some technical operation, mm-hmm. a written order issued in pursuant to a law as a sheriff's order or election. So let me look at um, the American Heritage. That's the one Dr. Kim used to like to use. Okay. Let's see what it does. Okay, precept out of the American Heritage Dictionary. -hmm. A rule or principle prescribing a particular course of action or conduct, pretty much the same. Mm
1: -hmm. A command or principle intended, especially Mm -hmm. as a general rule of action.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah, so he's saying, for precept must be on precept, line Mm -hmm. upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So, we look at this chart way right here. And we have to just keep coming to class. You know, we study. Yahweh will reveal these things to you. So you're looking at this chart and you see that it's a bloodline going all the way down. bloodline going all the way down. Then you come up and you see that it's a waterline going all the way down. You see that waterline going all the way down. And then you see that spirit line going all the way down see now if you don't get it in the transgression with adam and eve you know then you may be able to pick it up with noah and the ark those that blood water and spirit line if not there maybe abraham and or or maybe the the pattern you may be able to pick it up there but it's a blood line it's a water line it's a spirit line And it said line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And now we know that Moses was the first one to hear Yahweh's name and he gave them a law back there. Now we know it is just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. See them stammering lips. First off, we knew that Moses stuttered. Right. <laughs> stuttered. He's like, Why are you sending me down to Pharaoh? I can't even talk, you know? Right. And then Yahweh say, Who made man's mouth? You know, that's that's awesome to me. Who who made your mouth? So he said, I got a mouthpiece for you. His brother Aaron. So he was, you know, that stammering lips. Also, this Samaritan lips, we got blood, 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 water, 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 spirit, spirit, spirit. You know, this thing is, is just beautiful and it's tight. One of the speakers said, you can take this to the bank because nobody in the world has been able to refute this, you know? And like I said, we, we give you proof. You know, we're trying to share these things with people. You know, we're eager to share these things with people. It's just, it's a it's just beautiful. It's it's beautiful. You know, for a stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. So it's a prescribed way that you have to go about the thing. And he set it up. You know what I'm talking about, Yahweh? He set, he's just set it up perfectly for little April to understand it because what he has done he has put his spirit in me and it's caused me to understand oh okay it's a blood line it's a water line it's a spirit line okay no jay no jesus you know and i'm just i just gotta just be real because a person in the the, a person can see that, no J, no Jesus, no J, no Jehovah, and still say his name is Jehovah. So I'm thankful that Yahshua has caused me to understand something about him, regardless of, of me. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's like I said, sometimes it's just, it's just no words. You know, so let's go back to the, the um, aim, aims and objectives. Just want to grab a few more scriptures and I'll be down. I hope I'm not confused and are all over the place. We have nothing written out. <laughs> you know, you think about, you know, if I get called on tonight, what am I going to say? <laughs> and you think of a few things you're going to say, then you get called on, you don't say nothing that you thought of. <laughs> That's why you have to ask Joshua, just move me out the way so you can speak, you know, because something can be said I don't care. Each class, I'm I'm excited to hear something because something can be said that can just prick your heart and mind. You know, this thing is is absolutely beautiful. Um, So let's get, I think the second Thessalonians.
0: Mm -hmm. Second Thessalonians 1, 7 through Mm 8. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Uh-huh. when Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh and that obey not the gospel of our Savior Yahshua the Messiah
1: see now and let's get John three sixteen to 19 or 20 I believe Mm -hmm. and 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 this is beautiful because it says and to you who are troubled rest with us you know I have a friend and she says April what how how is your stress level and I said very low (laughs) (laughs) it's real low Mm because you know I I know something about Yahshua now this world is is rough but Yahshua has had mercy on me I mean wow you know so Mm -hmm. and if you don't know him you know the world think you know for god of the world blah blah this blah blah that they don't think that yahweh has a wrath right They, they don't believe that they don't believe that that he will um take vengeance on them that don't know him everybody in the world think they know god but they're calling them god they don't how do you know somebody you don't know their name so that's why he's giving us these physical things in the earth plane to understand something spiritual. If you don't know my name, you, you don't know me. That's, that's, I can understand that. That's simple to me. So it said that Yahshua will be re, will, shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flame and fire, taking mm-hmm. vengeance on them that know not Yahweh see that's why we share this gospel with our loved ones we share this gospel with our friends and let the chips fall where they may because we know and believe that Joshua is real and he's not lying he ain't lied yet he's gonna take vengeance on those that don't know him right. and it's it's just incumbent on you to learn something about Yahweh. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Mm -hmm. You got to know something about Yahweh to get to to heaven. That's a whole nother topic, but you have to. So let's get John 3.16 really Mm -hmm. quick. And I want to do these last few scriptures and then I'll be done. Okay,
0: John 3.16. Mm -hmm. For Yahweh so loved the world Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, we have to
1: know something about Yahweh. I don't want to perish. I remember I was a little kid and I used to always say, I don't want to be ignorant. I said I used to I remember saying I was like eight or nine years old and went my whole life ignorant. <laughs> but he <laughs> called me in. He called me in. I was like 29, 30 years old when I first heard this gospel. And I was like wow you know it, it's just great you know that he said if you believe in him you're not gonna perish I mean it's just it's just beautiful okay continue that please
0: mm-hmm. for Yahweh sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved hmm he that believeth on him is not condemned
1: see now if you believe on Yahweh you are not condemned mm -hmm. if you believe on Yahweh I'm not talking about playing around playing church none of that see we're not playing games down here see if you believe on him you are not
0: condemned continue but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of Yahweh. You now, that's why it's
1: important to know his name. My coworker said, she, 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 she believes in Jesus. And I told her about Yahshua. And she said, April, aren- aren't we saying the same thing? I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. They really think that, oh, it's okay. Yahweh, okay, his name Yahweh, but I can call him the Lord. His name is okay. His name may be yashua but I'm gonna call him Jesus. That's, that's not. It's that's totally. It's not the same thing at all. That's so he right. that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned. You condemned already. Oh, right. That's right. You know because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of Ooh. Yahweh. Mm-hmm. See now, I never read further than John than, than John three sixteen. I didn't. I didn't read the rest of that. <laughs> you know out there in the church but what he has done he has caused me to understand it is important his name is important you can have eternal life knowing something about your heavenly father as he really is and actually exists not how you want him to be I say that often because however whichever way our moods are that's that's what we rolling with you don't want to be tossed to and fro you want to be firm in this gospel you don't want can't nobody should nobody be able to come up to you and say well yeah but no no we we know for sure so let's get um deuteronomy um six and four please Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i'm just grabbing these scriptures and i'm just you know going with it because this these are the things that i've learned since coming into this gospel And my life has not been the same since then. I'm talking about, I never thought that I could know something about Yahweh, (laughs) the creator of heaven and earth. I just never, just thinking back, I'm like, wow, I thought I knew something about God. I really Mm -hmm. thought that at the time, but once he has revealed himself to you and has shown you proof and evidence and facts, you, you you didn't have not one good thought so that causes you that causes me to be humble and thanking Yahshua and actually saying I was wrong I didn't know but that's okay because what he has purpose is what he's purpose but he brought me in and he set me down get um,
0: Deuteronomy 6 and 4 please mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 hear O Israel yahweh our elohim is yahweh a unity
1: see it's to help you find and know yahweh our elohim as he really is and actually exists he is a Mm -hmm. unity Mm -hmm. you know he's not a trinity you can't even find that in your bible i tried and i looked Mm -hmm. it's not there So the Trinity is is, is made up from a man from the Roman Catholic Church, I believe. They're they're saying that God, the Father, God, the Son. We may have the the diagram, but I don't know. Um, And it's total confusion. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, Yahweh, our Elohim, is Yahweh, a unity. Mm -hmm. See, that's how he really is and actually exists. He's pure spirit. And he took on a shape and form as Elohim and elohim see yahweh elohim is same same yahweh but he took on a shape and form and then he took on a shape and form in the physical body as Yahshua. he walked the earth plane as Yahshua the messiah is still yahweh mm-hmm. you know to to know these things is just you know to them that are troubled rest with us it's pure rest it's peace because you understand that yahweh is in control and you're not i'm so happy i'm not in control i'm so happy i'm not in control of this thing you know let's go over there and get second corinthians 3
0: 17 please Mm -hmm. second corinthians 3 and 17 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now yahweh is that spirit and where the spirit of yahweh is there is liberty
1: see there is liberty see that's why dr kenley in his last lecture said man how you gonna get rid of blood water spirit (laughs) he said now that's stupid how you gonna get rid of blood water spirit because because we're read that again felicia
0: sorry yes now yahweh is spirit and where the spirit of yahweh is there is liberty
1: where the spirit of yahweh
0: is there is Mm -hmm. liberty you can't get
1: rid of blood water spirit you can't do it. Blood, water, and spirit is flowing through your body. See, that's why I said you a lie if you if you don't agree with that. Because that blood, water, and spirit, it testifies that it's a death, burial, resurrection. Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua. These three are one. You know, you can't get rid of that. These, these things testify to Yahweh you know, it's liberty there,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let's get on John 4, 24, mm-hmm.
0: John 4, and 24, for Elohim is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth,
1: see, now Yahweh, he, he's spirit, let's get on the Moses chart one more time, or no, let's get the mm-hmm. name chart, please, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so for Yahweh, let me see, is spirit, And I already said that Yahweh, He's the Father. He's pure spirit. We can't discern Him. We can't pick Him up with our five senses. And and let me tell y'all a little secret. (laughs) He know how He made the man. He know how He made us. He knew the senses that He gave the man would not be able to detect Him. He's spirit. So through His grace and His mercy, he took on a shape and form as elohim seen in divine visions and revelations and then later he walked the earth plane in the physical body as Yahshua the messiah so you can't discern spirit but he took he he, he manifested so we could understand something about him And like I said before, he put these things in the earth plane. So you see pure spirit one, Elohim two, um, Yahshua three. Move up on the chart a little bit, please, Felicia. Now, the tabernacle, I don't think it's any first time visitors. The tabernacle that he told Moses to build out there so he can worship the man who has the most holy place, a holy place, the court roundabout. That's three, but that's one tabernacle. He told men to build Solomon's temple, the tabernacle in the wilderness, and the ark. And do you know all all three of those vessels had um, okay, the temple had the the porch, help me out. Sanctuary and Oracle. Sanctuary and Oracle. The tabernacle, most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. That ark was threefold too. Then you had the fulfillment. You have the prophecy, you have the law, you have this, ga- look at this molecule of gas. We always go into these things. Now gas, you have liquid, you have solid, that's that uh, water molecule, the H2O. Now the gaseous state um, is, 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 is like spirit. You can't see it, you can't discern it, but it's in the air. You cool it down or you, I always get it confused. <laughs> But if you took a vessel and you poured the water in that vessel in a bottle or a bowl, it takes on that shape and that form. I already said Elohim took on a, Yahweh took on a shape and form as Elohim. So we got that gas is likened to Yahweh. He was pure spirit. That liquid state is like Elohim taking on a shape and form or whatever vessel you put it in. And then that solid, when it freezes, is you can hold it, you can touch it. It's like Yahshua the Messiah. He was a physical body that it was a specially prepared body. It was still Yahweh. He walked the earth plane. They was able to touch him, see him, talk to him see you can understand something about our your heavenly father just by the gas molecule this water molecule
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's it's just beautiful a cell has mm-hmm. a nucle um nucleolus a nucleus mm-hmm. a cell body mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. atom has a proton neutron electron i mean mm-hmm. it's it's just beautiful what he's mm-hmm. done i think bill you know what i mean and then like i said the tabernacle that he told man to build can we get the tabernacle um chart please mm-hmm, absolutely mm-hmm. so now this is the chart now these charts were drawn up now this is the vision dr kenley had this is your bible in pictorial form i know the first time seeing these charts are like what but these charts are beautiful so we can see you know so this chart is called man made in the image of elohim by the pattern of the tabernacle and I already said it has a most holy place, holy place, court round about. Now, Yahweh told Moses for them to build a tabernacle back there in the wilderness so he can dwell with them. And we come, we learn and understand that our bodies are a tabernacle or a temple. It says it over there in, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 or 6 and 9. Like, what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? See, now that's where Yahweh, so you see the most holy place in the man's body that's where Yahweh dwells at right in your heart and in your mind that's why he told the man out there in the wilderness build a tabernacle so I can dwell with you now those things were examples those were examples unto us we read about the children of Israel and how disobedient they were and how Yahweh forgave them and the things he told them not to do take heed because those things that they did back there can be examples for us. He said, don't have no other God but me. Don't take my name in vain. You know, those things. So we need to learn from them. You know, he forgave them, but he also, they died out there in the wilderness. But that new birth came up and that showed the the, uh, regeneration of that new birth that's going to inherit the kingdom. You know, you must be born again. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again," he said. "What I going to my mother's womb again? Absolutely not, sir. It's a spiritual operation that's taking place, and only Joshua can do that. You must be born again to inherit the kingdom. So these things were examples, and they're examples unto us. He put the things in the earth plane so we don't have an excuse, and that's mm-hmm. that's just the beauty of it. He has caused us to understand something about Him. Um, let's get Ezekiel 36 and 27, and then I'll be done. Mm-hmm. That's Ezekiel, He
0: said 36 and 27. Um, 36 and 24. 36 and 24. Yes. Okay. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries and will bring you unto your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you shall keep my judgments and do them.
1: You now that's why Yahweh is in control of everything. He that's chose who he wanted to choose from the very beginning. And he has done exactly what he said he would do. He said that he was going to take you among, he was going to take you from among the heathen. He's done that. He will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. He's doing that. He has done that. He's going to take you away from your idols. No more Lord, no more God, no more Jehovah, none of that. He will. He will cleanse you. He will give you a new heart. See that old heart. mm -mm. So you got to put on that new man, that old man. Come on, Jesus, Jehovah, all these physical carnal things that you were once doing. He's going to take that from you because he's going to put his spirit in you. See, it's going to cause you to walk in his judgments and in his statues. And there's nothing you can do about it. And all you can say is hallelujah. I'm so thankful Thank you for the opportunity. Anything was said, please give all honor praise to
0: Yahshua and uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah, thank you very much, Dr. Lewis. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call the Dean of the Muskegon, Michigan branch, Dr. James Dye. Dr. Dye. Good evening. Good evening.
4: Grace, peace, and mercy be unto you. Enjoy the previous speakers and the testimony. And we talk about how this is a school and not a church. We talk about it being a product of a divine vision and revelation. And Dr. Kinley saw it in nineteen thirty-one. First Thessalonians five and twenty one. Mm-hmm. First Thessalonians five and you said twenty one,
0: Doctor Day.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay.
4: Prove all things, whatever the okay. scripture
0: is. Uh-huh. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Mm-hmm. Read on. Okay. okay. Abstain from all appearance of evil.
4: Now, and if the it very... look evil. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. You should stay away from it, but then Yahweh has to determine what's good and evil. But go ahead.
0: Uh-huh. And the very Elohim of peace sanctify you wholly so that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I'll go into some things. We were talking about some things the other day in Tuesday's class, and basically he was going through some things. I, I don't know if we should go into that again, but maybe we should. And he was talking about, and he was talking about, well... Dr. Brazil in the class was talking about the 2300 days of Yahshua the Messiah and his death, burial, resurrection. I'd like you to go to the chart on the pattern or plan of salvation and we'll kind of take a look at that. And we're going to look at the crucifixion, burial, resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. And the court roundabout. Maybe I'll enlarge that. okay
0: now on that chart the other chart doctor that because it comes out a little bit clearer so let me yeah it comes out a little bit clearer when i blow it up there we go is that good uh yes that's great okay
4: see now previous speaker talked about that uh he's got a couple of scriptures there on the right on the right hand side that's like hebrews 9 and 13 through 14 2nd Peter 2 and 4 and Jude 6. Maybe we ought to pick that up.
0: Okay, that's here. But
4: wait a minute, 9. maybe we shouldn't do it that way. Maybe we'll get mm-hmm. Psalms. Mm-hmm. I guess it's 90 and 4 and 2nd Peter 3 and 8. That probably would be better to start with.
0: Okay, that's Psalms 90 and 4. For a thousand years in thy sight, are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night,
4: Yes, in Second Peter 3 and 8. Second Peter 3 and 8. Mm-hmm. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with Yahweh as a thousand years,
2: and a now, thousand
4: years is one day. You're going to have to pause a little bit. What he's doing, he's talking about a prophecy. And this prophecy is, is coming to pass on time. See, now what I understand that the Founder, and it took me a long time to see those things, and I had discussions with other ministers that what he said, that there is an archetype, original pattern of the universe, and that was Yahweh Elohim. And then what he did and we're talking about Moses vision in 1490 BBY now when we go through these things you're gonna pick up a lot of time periods and sequence that he's doing and he's working with that and he's working with that through the ages and dispensation so we're dealing with this prophecy concerning Yahshua the Messiah now there are time prophecies that we would talk about one in particular when we talk about the children of Israel coming out the land of Egypt into the wilderness of Sinai. Previous speakers talk about cause that principle that she talked about, the blood, the water, the spirit. And you can see that now when we look over here at what we may call the uh uh persecution plate. And it doesn't really matter. Any any one of these places. We looking at these three places maybe I'll just say something about these three plates. One, she said there's a most holy place, there's a holy place, there's a court round about. See, And so we're talking about in the crucifixion, burial, resurrection play, we're talking about a prophecy concerning the coming of Yahshua the Messiah and how he's fulfilling the law and the prophets. In order to, and he's the sacrifice for the sins of the world, and he has to shed his atoning blood. All those things in the past were type and shadow. So we look at something. So we got him on a cross, and right there you see this circle around him. Now, this happens to be green, but, it, but in some places it's black. And when he's crucified, we talk about a certain period where the sun went down, you see, at noon, from hmm. noon to three. And the prophecy says concerning Yahshua, or concerning Elohim, who brought about the creation. That one day with Yahweh is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. So oh he's fulfilling God. a prophecy, and this prophecy has to come to pass on time. Oh. So you got all these numbers that he talk about, and you're talking about a divine timetable. See, so that's what we're looking at. At his crucifixion, when he was nailed to the cross, uh, I'm going to come back to this chart, but we need to go back to the archetype original pattern of the universe chart we listen we need to look in the court roundabout in the land of Egypt see if you can enlarge that and bring it up because he's now what the founder did now that made it simple for me see he painted these events on these charts you understand and he paints some divine timetables on here now what we're looking at here we're looking at in this chart, we're kind of looking at the migratory pattern. And he puts that, we got the Israelites in Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. See, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a Passover feast. Now, when you see that, you see a date there. Do you see that at the Passover feast on the left side that you just circled? It says 1490 BBY. And under that, it says the blood of the lamb, blood of the Paschal Lamb. And that's the Passover that you're having down here in Egypt, says Israelites in Egypt. This is a Passover. Right next to the word Egypt, because it's by the pattern you see the word court round about. See? If we go over to the right, you see the blood of the Lamb of Yahweh. See? That's what we're talking. And then next to that we have him nailed to the cross. See? And we have Friday, because the founder said he's gonna tell us the days. See? Now, actually, as we what we might say, you see, there was a particular day. You understand? And they counted the days. They didn't have them. These dates that we use, he's using this for our benefits when he says Friday. See? Then we're gonna have, then over there we're gonna have the burial. I don't see it, but he'll probably write Saturday there. And then when he resurrects, as we go across, very early in the morning, when the angel comes down and sits on the tomb, he's going to say Sunday. But the Jews had those days of the week With Moses saw in the creation at the top in his vision. He saw day one. He saw day two. Day three, four, five, six and the Sabbath day, Yahweh him rested. But this is for our benefit that he wrote it that way. And you can also see Friday 1,000, then there would be Saturday 2,000 and when he resurrects very early in the morning, the 300th part of the day. So he's setting this thing up in this migratory pattern. He has Egypt being the court round about. He have the wilderness of Sinai being the holy place and he has Canaan land, the most holy place. The Red Sea and the River Jordan established those veils in the tabernacle. And so he will repeat that. Now we'll look at the repetition again. See, see now Yahshua is our Passover that sacrificed for us. He's fulfilling the Passover. Now, that Passover that the children of Israel had in the land of Egypt was the only Passover, the rest of them was a memorial of that same Passover that they had to do every year. And it pointed out Yahshua the Messiah. So when we go back to our, and then you have this same principle. So if we covered this whole bottom of this chart, you will see the illustration that is all in black or darkness. Pretty much that's what it is. Even from now. Now let's go over to the, to the left, where we have the earth. See? Now it says BBY. 4,000, right? And then it also has, uh, oh, uh, that's uh, at the bottom of that you have BBYM 1490. See? Well, what is he? He's establishing something there, and we'll see that repeated as we said right over there. We see that Noah's Ark, and we see the flood. Now it's surrounded by darkness or blackness. You understand? That's what we're looking at. There's a principle there that he's using in the court round about as we refer to that. You know, the light was in the holy place and and the darkness was in the court round about. You see, but there had to be light in the holy place at all times. Even as we follow that over next to the tent on the pyramid, if you look at that, do you see a number? That's the tent. You see, that's 2,520 years. See, and what we'll do, we'll talk about the 2,520 years. Now, when we go through the genealogies from, Mo, from Adam uh, to the vision on top of Mount Sinai, we will have 2,513 years plus seven creative days. And that's what you're dealing with. Now, all of this that I'm referring to is in your textbooks, and these, these numbers are going to be repeated. Now, they're dealing with certain things that's got to happen or come to pass. See, so he may say, yeah. Now, 4,000, you see, you will have a.m., and we'll say in some place you'll have a.m., and you'll have before the birth of Yahshua. So you get those numbers counting down and counting up. For 4,000 years from that, if we see in the top plate we have four days, and on the fourth day the physical sun, moon, and stars... See, was put into heavens for sign and for seasons. You understand that's the fourth day of creation. You see that sun and that moon in the holy place. You understand and you have the seasons in the court round about. We're looking at a pattern. We're looking at constant repetition. And we're also looking at those repetitions in those numbers. And also because the prophecy has to come to pass on time. So when we're talking about this prophecy coming to pass on time, we have a date. See? Now he realized that we have a date, so when we talk about the true birth date of the Messiah, back here with the children of Israel and Moses, we have a calendar. Yahweh established a a divine calendar with Israel. So we don't so when we understand this vision and revelation, well we, Dr. Kenley or the founder that had the vision and revelation he was not guessing. You see, he also aligns up these events by a particular number or time sequence. See, and we're looking at that. Even if we follow it across from the Red Sea, we'll see that there's a number there where we have the baptism of John. See, right there, if you move over, right there, where the, right next to the red, see where it says C. If you look closely, you'll see a number there. It says AD 30. Now, you see, now on this particular chart, you see some lips. <laughs> you understand? Now, if you look up in my top of Mount Sinai there in the cloud above the law, you understand you also see a lip, some lips. You have to go in the cloud. See, you see the lips, you see the, well, some places they have lightning bolts, and you see that law, and that law has, has num those numbers were also letters. You have seven on one side. When he spoke the law from Mount Sinai, on that heart, you have three on the other side. You understand? So he's still setting up a pattern. There are seven steps in the pattern there. Three compartments in the pattern. So if you, while you're there, I want you to move over under the tabernacle where it says Melchizedek priesthood. Come right across where it says Proverbs 8 and 22, where you see Yahweh Elohim. You have now. This is repeated. You have Melchizedek priesthood, Abrahamic promise. 430 years. Are you looking at? Are you showing that 430 years before the Mosaic law? Well, what are you talking about? See, now that's a time sequence before from Abraham to the time that that Moses and the children of Israel, the Mosaic law is going to happen as you see on the chart, 1490 BBY. You understand? So he's dealing with these numbers and he'll say that these things have to come to pass in some of the transcripts. You understand? Now, this is a research school. See? Now, I was like everybody else. When I came into this school, I didn't know where to go, what to read, how to research, or do anything. They had to tell me what to do, where to go look, and where to review the things that they were talking about. Okay? So there are some things that we're looking at in this constant repetition. So we've picked up some things. We've picked up, and if we go to the Chart on the well, let's maybe we'll pick up a couple of other numbers while I'm looking at this chart when we go over here with Yahshua the Messiah. You understand here. You understand, and this is yes, when he's fulfilling, now he's fulfilling on one side of that, he's instituting with Yahweh Elohim. When Moses and children goes up into the mountain in the three trips of Moses into the mountain, he sees the creation. You understand? On the, the Ten Commandment Law, first trip. There are more trips than that, but primary what we're talking about. The second trip, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai alone and by himself. Nobody sees that but Moses, you understand. And he sees those days of creation, Yahweh, Him resting on the Sabbath day. And, they, and then they show the interior of this tabernacle. And for 33 more days, which Yahshua is going to fulfill, you know what I'm saying. He's going to learn how to construct this tabernacle, you understand. And then that's the 24th chapter, and then that. Now, we talk about Moses entering into the mountain and that transfiguring before Moses. That's what we're looking at, a transfiguration. So even when we look over here, when Yahshua's fulfilling that, we got Yahshua, Peter, James, and well, we got Moses here. And we got John the Baptist or Elijah on the other side. Right there, there's Moses and Elijah. We have Peter, James, and John, like Aaron, Nadab, and Abayu. And on one side, you have Ascension, and you have numbers there. You have AD 33 and Olivet. On the right side, and on the left side, you have AD 32, Mount Tabor. Well, those numbers are not hazard, haphazardly placed there. And even if we go up to John on of Padmas, you have AD 96. So what I'm saying is, this is there's a divine... Well, he's repeating these things in numerology. And he's repeating these things. And they're working through the dispensation and ages. Now, they may not all be placed in the same place in your textbooks. That That's what we're kind of looking at. You understand? So the prophecies have to come to pass on time according to the cycles of Yahweh. See? And that's what we're dealing with. So when he's dealing with Daniel, then he may say be 70 years are determined upon thy people to make an end of transgression. I don't know if that's Daniel, I don't know, 8 and 14 or something. I don't remember recall what it is. We can take a look if you know where it's at. Or 9 and weeks. 24. You said the
0: 70 weeks, Dr. Doherty.
4: Yes, might be Daniel's 9 and 24. Or eight and fourteen.
0: Uh, yeah, nine and mm, yes, nine and twenty-four, Daniel. Yes. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy yes. city. Mm-hmm. Yes. To go finish ahead. the transgression and to now make an sometimes end they'll of say them. make
4: an end of the tra- What are you reading from? Holy Name Bible King James. Uh,
0: this is King James.
4: Okay, go ahead then.
0: Mm-hmm. Seventy weeks. Read a little different than by... the
4: holy name. Maybe we ought to get both of them if somebody has okay. a holy name Bible. We because... yeah,
0: can get. Actually, I can get it.
4: But go ahead and read what you got, and we'll read it again out The holy name Bible. If That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is um. So now I
0: am in the holy name. Daniel nine and twenty four. Mm-hmm. Seventy weeks of years are determined upon thy people and upon wait thy a holy city. Mm-hmm.
4: Wait a minute. Seventy weeks. Of years
2: mm-hmm.
4: now that's what we're talking about now there's a prophecy see in numbers so what is gonna happen is with Yahshua the Messiah children of Israel are gonna be in the wilderness of Sinai for how long 40 years mm-hmm. you understand Yahshua is gonna fulfill the 40 days when he's uh, as we say several occasions now with Yahshua the Messiah You understand, when he goes out and begins his ministry and he's baptized by John the Baptist, he's going to go into the wilderness and he's going to spend 40 days out there. So you have a prophecy concerning a year for a day. Yahshua's going to fulfill the years by one day. Yahweh, now there is a day. See, Yahweh works in the day. It's called the Day of Eternity. The founder puts it this way: Yahweh has to have a day to create the days in, <laughs> and that's the way he refers that. So even though, well, you can read it. You finish reading it from the Holy Name Bible, Doc? Mm-hmm.
0: Seventy weeks of years are determined upon thy people and upon the yes. holy city to restrain. Yes, the holy city is Jerusalem, right? Read. Right? Mm-hmm. To restrain transgression. Mm-hmm. And to make an end of sin offerings. Make an end make of what? Sin offerings.
4: He's going to make an end of this. He's talking about fulfilling the law and the prophets. He's going Now the children of Israel, when we talk about. And we talk about the sacrifice that they had to offer. The priest himself had a daily administration. And every day he had to offer sacrifice when? Well, there was at 3 o'clock and at 9 o'clock and at noon was the hour of prayer where all the children of Israel would be gathered around the tabernacle, praying as he offered incense unto Yahweh, right? Once a year, see, they had the Day of Atonement, see? And even when they went into Canaan land and after 40 years of conquest, 10 years later, they had the year of Jubilee. So he's setting up these types, these shadows, and these these days that Yahshua has to come in and fulfill. You understand? So when we talk about, read on about 70 weeks of years.
0: To to restrain transgression. To to restrain transgression. And to make an end of sin offerings. And to make atonement for iniquity.
4: And make atonement for iniquity. Read Mm
0: -hmm. And to bring in everlasting righteousness yes. and to complete the prophetic vision and to anoint the holy place.
4: Yes, that's what we're talking about. Now, seven days in a week, right, mm-hmm. times 70 years comes up to 490. And that's a cycle. Do you understand? And Mm -hmm. so there's a cycle. Now he's going to write it down in the book. Now what he calls that. He says 490 years is a time. You understand? To dedicate. A tabernacle or a temple. So he's going to set that up on a cycle. That cycle is going to be seven times 70. See, so what we, what generally speaking, what's going to happen is, is this. When the children of Israel come out to Mount Sinai and they pitch that tabernacle, that's going to into between the tabernacle and the temple. And he makes it simple because he says the dedication of the temple on Mount Moriah is going to be on a 490 year cycle. Do we have anybody in the class that's 490 years old? <laughs> <laughs> no. See, see, because, you know, it's kind of like when you think about 490 years, we don't know people that live that long. That's a cycle. But he's dealing with Abraham and his seed. He's talking about a seed. That seed, true seed that he's talking about is Yahshua the Messiah. Yahshua the Messiah has to come into the world on time see and he's given us numbers to see that see and that's what we're dealing with so like i'm saying when we're looking at the transfiguration which is fulfillment of moses and the children of israel coming into the mountain and it also somewhere it talks about the 70 that were told chosen so we look at on one side we have ad 32 see and he says that's the time of the transfiguration you see in AD 33, on the other side, on Mount of Olives, you understand, then Yahshua has to be crucified, buried, and resurrected. Even if we go up to, we look at the River Jordan, we talk about the children of Israel crossing the divided waters of the Red Sea, or in the river, not the Red Sea, the River Jordan, and what happened? Now Moses dies. They get 30 days to prepare rituals. That's in Joshua someplace or early in that part. And three days before they go through the divided waters of the Red Sea and enter into Canaan land. See? They're going to pitch that tabernacle on Mount Zion. And then you're going to have these kings. You're going to have Saul, David, and Solomon. That's going to be 120 years, you see. And Solomon is going to pitch, going to fulfill, or build that temple. One, is temple on Mount Zion is like a man laying his body down. See, we compare that to the man in the tabernacle. And when we get to the temple, he says, all this, David said, Yahweh made me understand. That's in Chronicles. I don't remember exactly where. It's like uh, eighteen or something. And he says, that's like a man sitting upon the throne, because he David was sitting upon the throne, and he showed David by putting his hand upon him how to build the temple, and he passed that on to the son. Now, if David's the father, Yahweh's the father, Elohim, or Yahshua, the Messiah, is the son, and Yahweh came took on shape and form as Elohim, and it was Yahweh Elohim as the son that built the universal tabernacle. It's actually Yahweh, but you know what I'm saying. He passed that on to his son, but we're still looking at those divine time periods. And we're looking at those days. You understand of the creation and how Yahweh's fulfilling a certain thing. You see? So I don't know if you want to take a peek in the textbook or not. We can do that too. So that's why we're talking about. We're looking at now. Now let's go back to the chart on the pattern of plan of salvation. We got some dates on there. I might not call all the dates on these charts. Like it says, AD 96, John's on the Isle of Patmos. And he's there for a vision. But then we have a, what we look at, we look at this. We're looking at the Jews in the sanctuary, the holy place on the day of Pentecost. It gives us a date. You understand? It says a month. See? See, and he's he's doing that for our benefit. Associating with the calendar, it says June six, what eighty thirty
3: three,
4: in the holy place, the holy on the day of Pentecost, the Jews received the Holy Spirit. That's also the beginning of the present kingdom age. You understand, and there's a time period. So even when we go through this thing, if we talk about the crucifixion, burial, resurrection of yahshua Messiah, what are we looking at? We're looking at this in fulfillment. We're looking at Yahshua crucified on the Friday. See? He's buried in Joseph's new tomb on the Sabbath day. See? Because we're talking about the principle of blood, while the spirit, death, bear. He resurrects the three hundredth part of the day. And after he resurrects, all the sons that was in the dust of the earth arose after his resurrection. He says that's a vision. He, You know, he's got the scriptures there, Matthew 27 and 52, and Ezekiel uh, 7 and 1 through 14, talking about the dry bones, you know, the whole house of Israel. And they go into Jerusalem and seeing a many. But he has to tarry there because we're looking at a pattern. We're looking at the fourth step, or we're looking at the forty days he's going to spend there because that's the pattern that we're looking at and then he's going to ascend into the heavens so we have some numbers there you understand after forty days on the mount of olive he showed now that was a repeat of what we saw on your uh... elohim the archetype original pattern chart all the way to the day of pentecost which is the present kingdom age so we're always looking at something now what we'll say about that see principally we say third day resurrection right that's what we'll say we'll say 40 that's 43 he ascends into the heaven and 10 is 53 you understand so we're dealing with numbers and that falls on June 6 now when we look at the Gentile conversion if you see what I'm saying That would be grafting in of the Gentiles right next to the persecution plate. You understand? So we go to the Gentile conversion where you have Peter going to Cornelius' house. You see? Now, that's a seven-year period. That's one week from that time period where we have Peter at Cornelius' house. Now, what we pick up, we pick up something there. And he's showing these things of what's going on. Now, when you look at the court roundabout of these Two pictures. You understand? There are some things that we are looking at very, very specifically. We're looking at this blood and water with a spear through it because they pierce Yahshua in the side. You understand? And in both, both of these plates, you also see a dragon in the, and I guess this is the uh, persecution plate next to that. We're going to take a look at that. You got a dragon and you got a leopard. They got seven heads. You see, and crowns on their head. See, we're looking at those, those are symbols you understand that you'll talk about in Revelation. You understand? But you also see you see some blood and you see with the arrow through it and some white water. But you still see people in physical water. See? We might talk about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and it might be somebody else that baptized somebody there. Well, Physical water baptism had been fulfilled because now it's baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit took place in the holy place. But they were still continuing the practice of water baptism. See, so that's why it's there. So you have your principle of blood, water, spirit. Now there's a change made when we get to the holy place. You see that dragon. You see that woman. You see that woman there? You see she's clothed in the sun? now when you look back and you talk about Adam on the sixth day which is a double day before he divided the sexes that woman was in in the first man Adam and he divided the sexes now that woman is put back in the Sun the true Sun is Yahshua the Messiah or the true light of the world so you get that confusion about Doc Kenny calls it cosmic light before the Sun moons and stars are put in there and the dragon stood before the woman same thing in the garden. After she, he divide the sexes, you have that satanic spirit who is the dragon or the serpent that stood before the woman. He's going to devour her child as soon as it's born. Now, this symbol here represents this woman clothed in the sun. Now, what are they? what is she impregnated with? Because we are the bride of the assembly of Yahshua, the Messiah. What she's impregnated with is the gospel. See, and they're sent out two by two. That's why the Jews, you see, the preach the gospel. And for seven years, they're going to preach that to Jews and Jews only. See, so they're trying to snuff out the gospel as soon as it was born. You know, preaching that the cardinal ordinances had been fulfilled and nailed to the cross and moved out the way. But he has to graft in the Gentiles according to the Abrahamic promise. And that covenant is going to be one week, if you understand what I'm saying. Going to be one week. Now, 33 and 7 makes 40. And we picked that up in the holy place. We call that A.D. 40. See, now there are some other things that he's doing. He's doing with these time calculations, and you see that these things have to come to pass on time. That's what I'm talking about. Now, if I can say this, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. See, now that next play that we talk about apostate church, well, there are certain things that have to be repeated with that too when we even deal with that. You understand and we talk about the mark of the beast in 666 and how it falls on the Pope of Rome, and you also have to see that that color code is that his kingdom is full of darkness. I think there's Revelations, I don't know, something 10. Can't read it, but 16 and 10 maybe? Yes, that's what it looks like. Revelation 16 mm-hmm. and
0: 10. And the fifth angel poured out his veil upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of boils, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. So
4: what and, what book are you reading out of now, Doc? This
0: is a <laughs> holy name. King James Version, I prefer. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay. Let me grab that really quick. Sorry about that. Okay. Revelation 16 and 10, out of the King James Version. And the yes. fifth angel poured out his veil upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom mm-hmm was full of darkness, and they gnawed
4: their tongues for pain. Same thing. Now, if, he, if he's got the same mark that Pharaoh had on if his kingdom, that's when you go to the Red Sea, you see a cloud of light on one side, you see darkness on the other side, you saw all that court roundabout down there at that time was surrounded by black darkness, you understand. Mm-hmm. And then what you pick up, you pick up Babylon, go to the court roundabout of this plate. Mm-hmm. You understand? Now you have that lamb over there that's over that man. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing. You understand? That woman, which represents the assembly or the body, she's a harlock, and she's riding upon the beast. That beast right there is symbolic of the Pope of Rome, if you know what I'm saying. And he's carrying the church or the woman. So if you understand, any, what usually happens is when they say the Pope dies or retires, the church is stopped. See, now he's that beast. And you pick up those same symbols on your Daniels chart. Okay. Now what I'd like to do, if you guys don't mind, I think we was like in volume four on page 36, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on there. If we can bring Is that all right, Dr. Hamilton?
0: You got five minutes.
4: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, we won't bring it up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, just bring it up anyway. I don't think I'll take too long to do this. I just want to make a few comics. I'll pull it up in my book if I have. If what I what page it, did
0: just, you say? Uh, sir?
4: Uh, I have to make a few. I'll just make a couple of
0: Dr. references.
4: Dr. Guy, what page did you say? Uh probably about volume I'm thinking forty six or forty five oh, somewhere in my four? Yes. It's a uh, time fixed by Yahweh to dedicate the temple. And what I want to do, uh, Dr. Brazil kind of hit on that, and she, she. so I hope I won't take a little moment and 45 uh, minutes and not try to get off in a minute. So I want you to do the calculation, verifying the 2300 days of prophecy. That's on page 46, and I want okay. you to read uh, through that. I, there, I got a couple notes here, so maybe I'll just do that. Do you have it, Doc? Okay. Yep.
2: Let
0: me know if you see it.
4: Okay. Okay, we're talking about the date of the Babylonian captivity. Okay, okay that would be at the top of this page.
0: Well, mm-hmm.
4: yes, all the way to the top.
0: Okay, there we
4: go. Yes, you have to come up a little farther. Okay, Okay. so we got some dates there. We got mm-hmm. the date of the Babylonian captivity. Now, what we mm-hmm. want to say, now there's a couple of scriptures in here. There We talk about Darius, okay, mm-hmm. and that's easy. That's Ezekiel, I think it or somebody. I don't know, I think my notes are kinda of messed up. It's four and four. And they talk about the house was finished in the month of There. There's another scripture there. Yeah. The reason you pick up that because you have Darius. You see. And you have Cyrus. It's an Ezra actually. Ezra trying to get Ezra one and one. You see. Because we talk about now what he's doing here, he's setting up a time period to the coming of the Messiah. He's talking about the Babylonian captivity at 606. Daniel has this vision if you're reading that from about 555, and they say that's about you know 40. When you subtract through that's 49 years. That Daniel, that's seven times seven. You come up with the 49. That's the time. 49 years they have been in captivity, where Daniel has his vision. See, you have 49 years after, plus 21, now you're at the time of captivity. In the book of Jeremiah, they say that they're going to be, can't remember the exact scripture, they're going to be in captivity. Daniel says he was reading the book of Jeremiah for 70 years. Now what he's talking about, now two things is going on here. So you get the 457 plus plus uh 33 which is 70 weeks of 490 years to complete the fulfillment of the prophecy one other thing now this is going to be repeated what you deal with so when you jump down to uh go down to uh dedication of the spiritual temple pentecost and just tell me my time is expired okay 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 so, the dedication of the temple, you got thirty eighty thirty three. 33. So, when you run through this, what made it simple for me, because where he has the double line, you'll pick up, well, you'll have the dedication of the spiritual temple, which is Yahshua the Messiah. You have the tabernacle from Mount Sinai, 1490. You have the ta- dedication of Solomon temple, 1000, and 510, the dedication of Zerubbabel's temple, you see. And then you come to the spiritual temple. He does not necessarily mention, well, there. That's what you're kind of looking at. So when you go down below that, you'll pick up uh, right there at 510. See, I don't see it. Is it still on page 46, Dr. Barr? Yeah, I'm still on page
0: 46.
4: 20 weeks to build the walls. That's a prophecy concerning when they go to build the walls, they have trouble. See, and he talks about that prophecy. So that's why you got these different kings, Darius and Cyrus, who was of the Mede and Persia. You understand? You talk about the spiritual temple at, at Pentecost, right? And then you have the Edict of Artaxerxes, and that's Daniel 9 and 25, and Nehemiah 2 and 1 through 5. And from Pentecost, you have the spiritual temple. So the spiritual temple really is the body of Yahshua, the Messiah. And that's okay. what you're kind of, kind of dealing with right there. And it's a, it is a it is a repeat. See, the walls are gonna build, build, and... Well, I'm just gonna stop there. Let's just all say hallelujah. I hope you got something out of my testimony or, or the things that Yahweh made me understood. But you need to just kind of work with these numbers and read through it. And zero in on the 490 years and you'll see how that's the time dedicating the temple let's all say hallelujah
0: hallelujah hallelujah thank you dr down there's more information so that's good we want to once again thank all of our uh, visiting brethren all our speakers we really enjoyed you and we do hope you all come back to study with us again we hold our classes here every tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. May we all stand in our hearts and minds and give a moment of reverence to our Savior, Yahshua, the Messiah through the doxology. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and ever. Let us all say, Hallelujah.